San Diego's talk radio leader, 760 KFMB presents It's Your Money and Your Life. For the next hour, Richard Musio and Joe Vecchio will educate and inform you on matters related to your financial future, your life, and your leisure. Now, with It's Your Money and Your Life, here are Richard and Joe. All right, good evening, everybody. My name is Joe Vecchio, your co-host, announcer, and producer, coming to you from KFMB Studios with 50,000 watts of power. We're heard not just in San Diego County, but Orange County, L.A. County, up the coast of Seattle on a good night, down to Cabo, out to the desert. And you can get all these podcasts on iymoney.com, commercial-free. We're free on iTunes if you search the title of the show, and we stream live on 760kfmb.com. And now time to introduce the main man of the hour. He's a CPA extraordinaire. He's a best-selling author. He's a lecturer. He is a philanthropist and an accomplished marathon runner and a fine uh, um, uh, family office expert advising several high numbers families. Too. You're too many things, Richard. Good evening. How are you tonight? <laughs> Doing great. All the tourists have gone home, so I can actually park on my own street again. Isn't that great? Yeah. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. We're having a little bit of humidity this week, huh? Wouldn't you say? Yeah, the weather's been interesting. Yeah. Um, U.S. Open, you've been following? Yeah, it's been fun. You know, Serena trying to win the slam. Yeah. It's a big deal. My favorite is Federer. That guy's amazing. Yeah. Well, we'll see. By the time this airs, we won't we, we we'll, we'll we, know. Yeah. We'll know. Well, we'll know who's in the finals. We'll know who won the women's. Yeah. But I have to make one correction from last week, which uh, which might have been my favorite all-time show with the uh, famous chicken and Ted Giannullis. But uh, I remember reading in Ray Kroc's book, Grinding It Out, uh, somehow the figure of 350000 came up. But that may have just been the down payment or something. But you were closer to correcting $15 million. Uh, in Bob Chandler's book, he said the purchase price for the Padres at the time was $12 million. And uh, do you remember anything? And actually, I see well, I, I think it was, they had to pay a transfer fee too to Major that, League Baseball. So I think when you add in all the costs, that might have been it. But uh, it, all I remember was reading is C. Arnold Smith. They went. He went to lunch with Ray Kroc. He didn't even know. They didn't even know who he was. This guy was one of the wealthiest guys in the yeah, country. Yeah, but they right? sure knew who C. Arnold Smith yeah. was. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. San Diego, Westgate Bank, with the with the with the zebra stripes. But <laughs> But uh, in, in any case, uh, he, he had wished he had asked uh, um, Kroc for $20 million when he found out who he was. Hey, did you know that Joan Kroc tried to sell the give the team to the city for a dollar? Did you remember this? I remember the story. I don't know how accurate it is. I think she did, and uh, apparently Major League Baseball didn't look upon that too favorably. So uh, they made it sound like uh, you know the city couldn't handle it. But, boy, they could sure turn around and sell it, right? I, you know, I would have bought it for $2. <laughs> In any case, that was a great show with Ted Giannoulis. And you know what? I, I think there's a documentary we have to do about this guy or some, some kind of dinner or whatever because uh, no, not enough people know those great, those great stories, and, and we can probably do something about that. Hey, how about bringing him out to the Carlsbad Classic maybe? We'll talk to him about that. I'm going to talk to him about it. You yeah. know, I'll be in the turkey costume. He can wear the chicken costume. He'll yeah. be the only chicken there. Everybody else will be dressed like yeah. a turkey. Which is a nice segue into this evening's show, right? Because, Carlsbad, yeah. not chickens. Yes, because we have, uh, well, we've got a big tennis event coming up that you're involved with and we have the tournament director in the studio here his name is ben goldsmith i know very little about him but we're going to find out more ben welcome to the show thank you great <laughs> to be here first off that accent is great you're from the south i take it uh, where'd you grow up in and uh, such austin texas there you go there home you go. of barbecue there you go 512 area code right <laughs> Well, why don't you tell us, we, we know nothing about you and your tennis history and background. Maybe you just tell us, you know, where you grew up and went to school and how you got involved in tennis and all that. Sure, grew up and spent most of my life in Texas. Mm -hmm. uh, after college, started with Dell Computers. Mm -hmm. uh, worked my way up to a chief 
sports marketing in Dell for Dell mm-hmm. and charge of tennis and Formula One. That was in Texas, though. And yes, Michael Dell and all that. Yes. Huh? Okay. The big, the big blue, <laughs> the opposite of the big blue. <laughs> and after Dell, I quickly uh, during Dell we were you a large. Co- you went to high school and college in Texas yes. too. Okay. University of Texas. Did you play any tennis while you're there? <laughs> Never. Never. Actually, I did not pick up a racket till I was almost thirty. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's good. That just shows you you could play this game at any age, folks, and have and have fun with it. I'm not so. very good, you know, Richard. <laughs> I took it up at the age of 21, Joe. <laughs> Richard got pretty good. We're gonna when talk I was to making Bobby Riggs' scrapbooks, yeah. I didn't play. Really? Really. But you beat him in ping pong. We know all know about yeah, that. Yeah, I was a competitive table tennis Pink. player. There you go. At the time. Hey, have you seen this thing online? Not to change the subject, but uh, uh, Bruce Lee with the nunchucks playing ping, uh, table tennis. I know. It's amazing. I can't believe Is that yeah. for real? That's for real. That is un- It's good eye hand. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's good eye hand. I mean, you don't have that much space on a nunchuck to hit a, a no, ping you pong don't. ball. But anyway, no. I just I digress only because. We do I'm, digress. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, Ben, so you uh, went to work for Dell, and where do we leave off with that particular? Well, during Dell, we were a large worldwide sponsor of the WTA. Ah. I soon fell in love with it. WTA means Women's Tennis Association. So that had to be in the, what years was that? That was 10 years ago. 10 years ago, okay. 2005, 2006. Okay. During during that time, I quickly realized that Southern California was the home of the best tennis in the country. Is that so? When did you move to San Diego? Uh, about ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so you you guys sponsored a tournament out on the West Coast, and and, we that's did. What, and you said, "Hey, I, I think uh, this looks a little better than Texas to me." <laughs> the, the weather wins, no matter what day of the year it is. So what tournament was that? Was that the one up in uh, La Costa? Or? Uh, we we sponsored La Costa and Indian Wells Palm Springs. Hmm. I remember going to La Costa Women's Tournament and uh, seeing Richard Williams, the father of the Williams sisters, driving around on a golf cart and a little dog and uh, with a toothpick hanging out of his mouth, and uh, they just loved it up there. And then I remember seeing Venus play a match, and then I'm in the retail area in the shopping. She had just won this match, and I turn around. She runs by me with a bunch of rackets in her hand. She runs out to another tennis court and practices some more. With some, I go, that just blew my mind. I, I can't believe you'd finish playing a match with somebody and go practice some more. They but, practice a lot, Joe. Uh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, tennis is just, uh, it's just great. Well, what, what, Rich, what was your first uh, professional tennis tournament you uh, attended? I remember good night. Well, I used to go to senior events to watch Bobby Riggs play, which wasn't professional at the time. This would be in the 70s before oh, yeah. I started playing. But well, I was a um, longtime uh, ticket holder at the La Costa event starting in its days when it was down at San Diego Tennis and Racket, also known as Tacalodi Canyon. Before oh, it even moved to La Costa. I that Angel Lopez, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I supported that event for over 20 years. It left about three years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's when I started going to professional tennis. Um, and, of course, now, right, Ben, there's no professional tennis anywhere in Southern California. Just us. Or it. Well, uh, Palm Springs in the... But, but, I mean, Orange County, San Diego County. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, hold that thought. <laughs> yeah, that was somebody's <laughs> phone on vibrate. As soon as you mention Orange it County. It rattles everything on the table. Can't mention Orange County in the studio for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> I remember in 95, and I'll, I'll t- I went out to the Newsweek Cup, which has become the Mercedes Cup, and you know, out in Palm Springs. It was at Indian Wells, mm-hmm. and uh, this was before they had – this was the Hyatt Grand Champions before they built the big tournament, I mean the big stadium. And um, I bought a couple tickets from a guy in the parking lot on a Thursday – and uh, 
Turns out they were courtside baseline. I'm watching Pete Sampras serve to Thomas Booster. I thought I died and went to heaven. I mean, it was just a, an amazing experience. And once you see tennis like that, folks, up close, and you see how good these players are, it really, uh, you know, you can't really appreciate on TV. Maybe at the U.S. Open you can because the camera coverage is so good and they get those cameras right on the baseline, right, right on the court. I don't know how they do that. I, I think live is so much better than TV, oh, don't yeah. you too, Ben? I mean, when I, you see it live. I totally agree. I think the fans have a much more fan-friendly oh, yeah. environment. They get, oh, to, yeah. they get to meet, see the players up close, especially on the practice courts. Yeah, That's the glass the of impressive. wine, walk around, shop. There's a lot of lot of nice uh, merchandise you can buy and, and, and everything. It's just it's just a great time. So, But um, anyway, Ben, so you, you – uh, what was the tournament that you came out uh, in, in 05? Um, that would be Palm Springs. That was Palm Springs. Yeah. Okay. First one <laughs> we did was Palm Springs. We went for the big boy right off the bat. Okay. So was that the High Grand Champions or was that the new stadium? New stadium. Okay, Indy. Indian Wells Tennis Gardens, folks. And I haven't even been to the new one yet, but uh, it's man, gorgeous. Yeah, gorgeous. it's like it's like the U.S. Open of the West Coast, right? Yes. Basically, and they get they get all the big big names there as well. But um, anyway, why don't we take our first little break here, Justin? Uh, we'll come right back with Ben Goldsmith, the tournament director for the Carlsbad Classic, right after this. All right, we're back with It's Your Money and Your Life with the tournament director of the Carlsbad Classic coming up this November, Ben Goldsmith. And uh, last we heard, he uh, came out here for a tournament uh, from Texas and never went back. <laughs> <laughs> never leaving. He went out to the Indian Wells. Uh, what was it at the time? Was it the Mercedes Cup Newsweek? I know it had BNP Parabar. The Okay, Parabar. They still have it, right? And actually, it's the, uh, excuse me, I said BNP Parabar. Pacific, Pacific Life? Pacific Life. Pacific Life. Before and now it's BNP Parabar. Okay. But... Uh, um, anyway, so after that event, you decided to move here. Did, did you decide to move to San Diego first? or Quickly afterwards. Okay. My other half was going to school out here, and I quickly learned that the weather was better out here no matter what day of the year it was okay. than it was in Austin, Texas. All right. So then uh, take us uh, – so what ha What did you do in San Diego uh, when you moved here? Well, actually, the first six years of living here, it was just weekends because I was still with Dell. Okay. And then after I left Dell three years ago now – is when I decided to start to, to purchase tennis tournament and bring it back here, just simply off the data that we had from Dell that we knew there was a huge tennis fan base right here in oh, there is. South, south of Orange County. There is. I mean, there's a lot of clubs in San Diego alone, not to mention the Barnes Tennis Fam, you know, the Tennis Center down in, uh, I guess, Ocean Beach or uh, what's the area they call it down there? Definitely like be on the way into Point Loma. Yeah. yeah. But. Um, Boy, you know, Billie Jean King comes out every year for her tournament there. She missed it and this year. She missed it. It was the first year. She, well, I think she had competing of some World team goal. tennis. Yeah. But um, that's but, a But great in the spirit of full disclosure, there's an ownership group now in San Diego of some really successful business owners. That includes my wife, Mary, owner of the Brighter Side, hmm. who is an investor in this tournament. But, hmm. Ben, you're, you're, we're not working on just Carlsbad, right? We are not. We are just announced the San Antonio Open. Oh. So Ben's going to have to go back to Texas. San Antonio. <laughs> I'll get well, my barbecue. Can we get it in a, a, a less humid time of year if possible? Actually, right? March. It'll be the <laughs> no, perfect time good, of year. That's a great, good timing. That's a booming area, San Antonio, isn't it? San Antonio, all the way up through Austin, is just the economy is booming. Yeah. And I've never seen the Alamo, so it'd be a good, um, you could call it the Alamo Classic or something. <laughs> we were actually looking at the Alamo Classic, but it's copyrighted. Oh, really? <laughs> well, maybe we could, uh, you know, fiddle with that a little bit and come up with something. But, um, but Ben, I know, I know we made a decision here in Carlsbad to host the tournament at Park Hyatt Aviara, mm -hmm. not the old location. What, what were the reasons behind that? We thought it was really something 
new. Uh, the fans, we thought we deserved to go to something new for the fans, just to bring them a little bit new, a little bit different. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous there because of all the lawn and it's right by the lagoon. It's actually one of the only five-star, five-diamond resorts in Southern California, so mm-hmm. I don't think you'll find a better night's rest. Yeah. But it's, um, it's incredible, the scenery around there. But the cool thing, I think, is it gives you room to grow. It's not already all built in. Absolutely. We have lots of parking on, on site. So we, we think from a fan's perspective, and that's everything we've done is from the fan's perspective. Mm-hmm. We've done everything we can from parking to ticket prices, all to be fan-friendly. Nice. We have a motto at the Carlsbad Classic. You should be able to get to watch tennis for a day of tennis at the same price you can take a family of four to a movie. Nice. Very good. How many courts do they have there, by the way? Four currently, and we're building one new additional one. Wow. We're building center court, so to speak. Outstanding. So ble- and, you know, obviously the bleachers and everything else, bleachers, lights, and all that. Yep. Any kind of TV coverage? You're working on that at all? or? Yes, we have several proposals. It will be live on TV for three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Huh. Quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals. That is great. That is great. So, um, and our friends here at KFMB or Channel 8 are going to help a little bit too. So, thanks, guys, for doing that. Yeah, we appreciate that. So, um, what can you tell? So, we know the dates are going to be November 21 through 29. So, a whole it's week. Thanksgiving week. Yeah. So, how many players start in this tournament? 32 player draw singles, eight doubles. Okay. And there's an eight qualifying. Huh. Okay. So any um, any hot shot stars from San Diego playing in this that we should know any young up and comers like Madison Keys you know or uh, we do we just gave a wild card away to a young Carlsbad native hmm. Brett Berger hmm. and we think she's the real deal she's hmm. got a lo- a good future ahead of her how old is she 16 18 15 years old <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna be playing with the big girls she huh? is this is this will be her debut isn't that something she's so she could potentially play uh, you know uh, ranked players right she or, could she will definitely play play a ranked player her <laughs> her first player on court will probably be in the top 100 where'd she go to high school she goes to Vista. i believe it's vista vista hmm. and don't quote me on that the one okay well, interesting. Um, so, um, in addition to the, um, the the tennis, let's see. Are they going to have any other uh, attractions there? That uh, you know, music or uh, we'll have live music every night of the week. Different very, local bands playing. That is cool. We're also teaming up with a charity, uh, OUR Underground Railroad, mm-hmm. and we've donated the use of the stadium for a Saturday night concert. And who that's going to be is yet to be determined, but there'll hmm. be a large concert with a pretty good name. I I, I've seen the short list. Yeah, I always thought tennis, uh, tennis tournaments would be, um, you know, great places for concerts because it's such a, you know, it's an amphitheater type setting, and it must you could probably set up the acoustics pretty well there. I think we're going to find out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be fun. I think it, I think we're going out of our way to make sure this is fun. Yeah, that well, this is great. You know, we do. We've been without tennis here for how many years now? There's been a drought. Two years now, going on. It'll be three years. Yeah. Yeah. Further, there's no tournaments in Orange County. Really? Now that's hard to believe, isn't it? And the LA men's left, so really the only two tournaments is Stanford and uh, Indian Wells. Isn't that something? Well, you guys uh, have seen a void, and um, uh, hopefully uh, the the public will catch on to it. It's gonna be a busy week, Thanksgiving week, Joe. Yeah. I really wish there were more. you know, back in the day when Billie Jean was playing, I, I, I think, well, I think that Billie Jean King and Bobby Riggs match, how old were you then, Ben? Were you around? I don't even no, know. I was not around. 
Ben's a youngster. <laughs> He's got to read my book. I've, uh, I've read Richard's book. you got to read Richard's book, and then the other one Richard recommended to me. And, of course, you, he needs to see the American Masters uh, 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 segment on Billie Jean King. Yeah, which Battle is, of the Sexes. Which, which is online right now. You just go to American yeah. Masters and Google, Google, search that. It's on PBS, and uh, you can watch it online. But you get a lot of history Are there. we in the credits yet? They said they are going to add a lot of credits. We're in the European version. Uh, we're not in the PBS version, but okay. the but the uh, the film that airs and that's aired in Europe. And I think if you if you get the film per se, if you buy it, I think we're in those credits. But when oh, K- we're definitely in those when, credits. When, when, when uh, PBS they, purchased they just said it, that when PBS purchased it, they might after two years expand the credits to thank all of us who contributed. Well, I don't know. I could, PBS is yeah. sort of picky. Well, they bought the rights to broadcast it, so now they all of a sudden they they glom their names onto it like they did it. But whatever. Yeah, well, that long was my, it, that was my footage. Long as. The, <laughs> <laughs> my footage but anyway um uh so yeah i just you know i think that put tennis on the map and, and uh with the the rise of the all the stars from europe that was in, the tennis europe and asia mid 70s um you know it's hard look at the the highest ranked male american is isner he just got eliminated by federer um yeah, on the male side, we got some women who we can got play the, though. Thank God we got the Williams sisters, and you know they're thirty-three and thirty. Is she thirty-five yet? Thirty-five and thirty-three. So um, Madison Keys is coming up. She's coming up, yeah. But I just wish that you know we, we would ignite. Uh, look at we've got uh, you, know, you know a lot of courts, a lot of schools. I I, I just wish tennis was. Uh, yeah, and was, you can play it for your whole lifetime. Yeah. Anyway, the website is what Ben. Cldclassic.com. Cldclassic.com. Or you can also go to carlsbadclassic.tennis. And uh, that's great. So um, let's see. So who do we have signed so far that uh, that we should know? I know we have a long way to go before you fill fill up the field. But um, are there some players uh, in addition to the Vista student, uh, Richard? Anybody you want to mention? Or? Well, you can't really disclose until three weeks before the event. But I think uh, we have a couple people we can mention, Ben. Oh, I see. Yeah, I'm assuming they. You bet. Go ahead. You can Elena at world number seventeen. Okay. Current. Yeah, she and just. I'm really going to mess round. up her last name, so I'm yeah. going to let Richard. I'm going to defer to Richard <laughs> on know, her I, last I, name. Gee whiz, how do you say it? <laughs> <laughs> these, these names are so hard. She's the one who lost to Makarova in the third let's, round. Let's get Jim Lampley on the line. Oh. <laughs> He's good with that. <laughs> Liskova. Anyway, something like that. Yeah, but um, in any case, well, well, that's great. So it's going to be very high quality tennis. Yeah, I just think from an entertainment standpoint, it'll be a lot of family fun and, and whatnot. So, but anyway, we'll a lot ta- of things to do. Anyway, we're going to take our break. We'll come back with the tournament director of the Carlsbad Classic and another guest right after new sports and weather. Hang on. <laughs> All right, we're back with the second half of the award-winning It's Your Money and Your Life. Now over to Richard to thank our sponsors. Big thank you, as always, to all of our sponsors. UBS with Michael Caranta and Drew Friedis. Couldn't do it without UBS. Our favorite CPAs on the planet, Polito Epic CPAs, Don Epic and Paul Polito up in San Marcos. Also, Jason Kruger, CPA with Signature Analytics, the best CFO firm here on the West Coast. Carl Sheeler and Berkeley Research Group, great business valuation firm, helping business owners improve the values of their businesses by reducing risk. Joel Gruskin with Cost Segregation Initiatives, helping real estate owners improve their cash flow. To protect all that improved cash flow, how about Brenda Geiger with the Geiger Law Office, estate planning and asset protection. Upcoming guest, Lane Elliott, Vice President at California Republic Bank, now with a location in UTC, specializing in working with wealthy families and family offices. Another upcoming guest, our sponsor, Neil Staley with Mars Maddox Insurance, now known as Hub 
International, absolutely amazing employee benefits firm. The LG Experience and the Lombardi Group making wealth advisors or helping wealth advisors to make heroes out of CPAs to the CPA's very best clients. Big event coming up at La Costa November 2, 3, and 4 there. Also, Paul Hines with Hearthstone Private Wealth Management. And Paul, of course, heads up the EndFinancialAbuse.org initiative here in San Diego, helping to prevent financial elder abuse. And last but not least, our guest tonight, Carlsbad Classic Women's Professional Tennis, coming back to San Diego during Thanksgiving week, cldclassic.com. And Joe, how can our listeners find out more about our amazing roster of sponsors? Well, all they have to do is get over to iymoney.com, get their cursor on the sponsor tab, and there's a drop-down menu, and you can click on any one or all of them and uh, get all their personal contact information, their background information. And I know they've working, been working with Richard for many, many years with uh, great success, right? In some cases, 25 years. <laughs> and, and speaking of names, I just I got the name right, Alina Svitolina, S-V-I-T-O-L-I-N-A. She's about number 16 or 17 in the world right now. There you go. Made it to the third round of the Open where she lost a close one to Makarova. Uh-huh. And um, I know she's committed. And I guess since she lost in the third round, we know she's going to be here. She'll be here. And there'll be uh, many more on the way. Exactly. Right? Many more. Anyway, the, I know, Ben, the um, Carlsbad Classic partners with, um, with the charity, correct? We do. We picked OUR, Underground Railroad, as our charity partner, official charity partner. And, and we have on the phone from Operation Underground Railroad, Emily Evans. Emily, can you hear us okay? I can, yeah. Thank you so much for, for having me on. Welcome aboard. Welcome. How did, uh, how did the whole selection process uh, come about, uh, Ben? I saw this charity on TV, and I thought, you know what? I knew they needed help. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell by the, what, their, what their charity is all about that I thought that they could use all the help they could get. Well, they're working in a very... Um, uh, yeah. It's a difficult area to discuss, but it's uh, sex trafficking. and uh, We've talked about and it on the show before when Sarah Boot was running for district council. I know we talked about it a little bit here and yeah. how, how it affects San Diego. But Emily Evans, thanks for joining us. Tell us a little bit more about Operation Underground Railroad, if you'd be so kind. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Operation Underground Railroad, um, like you guys said, where our focus is, is child sex trafficking. Um, our organization is very new. We're about a year and a half old. Um, but we have we have rescued about over 300 victims so far of, of human trafficking. Um, our organization started when our CEO Tim Ballard he was with the government for about 12 years and just time after time again just felt the red tape and, and restricted um, for a lot of the cases because he couldn't go out and rescue kids if if it wasn't going to end in a U.S. courtroom. So. He, um, in December 2013, decided to, to leave the government and, and work as a private organization, still working hand-in-hand with the governments. Anywhere we go, we go in the front door with the governments, working with them. Um, but being private, we can just operate a lot more quickly and do things that, that they aren't able to do. So um, it's a real partnership with them, and um, so far we've been, we've been successful. So it's been is, good. Is this mostly uh, domestic, or is this overseas, or a little bo- bit of both? We, we mostly started overseas um, just because when Tim left, he, he formed a team of a lot of you know, Navy SEALs, Green Berets, uh, government personnel who a lot of their contacts were overseas. So once they started acting private, it was a lot easier to, to go back to those government contacts who were vetted and, and they knew who the good ones were. And 
Um, so a lot of our, our cases in the first year were, were domestic. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, we're overseas, but we're starting to work um, a lot more domestic now. We actually just had a case over the weekend in uh, Washington State mm-hmm. um, where we worked with, with organizations up there. So um, we're starting to move domestic, which is exciting. And are, is, is this organization part of the Elizabeth Smart Foundation? We are, yes. Yeah. So, um, so once Tim went off and started this organization, um, we uh, he he came in contact with Ed Smart, who is Elizabeth Smart's father, mm-hmm. um, and it, it seemed like the perfect partnership, just because um, everything that that Ed's family went through with Elizabeth being kidnapped, and um, and they were so gracious and jumped on board, and so we actually merged the two organizations, and, and Ed heads up our rehab and prevention program. Yeah, I mean, the, the Elizabeth Smart story is an amazing story because she was actually held in captivity for a brief time period of that nine or ten months out exactly. in El Cajon, East County of um, San Diego, of all things, literally within about a mile or two of where my, my parents lived at the time, hmm. um, which just boggles my mind to even think about. Well, that guy's in, in prison for life behind bars, isn't, isn't that the case? Um, yes, yeah. yeah, definitely. And what's neat about um, Elizabeth and, and that case and, and being in San Diego is um, – we actually went back with Elizabeth um, just last year, and and she actually went on one of our operations, and it was right near where she was being held captive, and so really hit home with her. Um, but she actually got to experience what Operation Underground Railroad does as an organization, and um, be with our jump team and go out there and and arrest some guys. So it was really neat for her. Well, let me ask you: um, Do you do you work with law enforcement, coordinate with them in child protective services, or you're kind of doing this uh, independently, or how does it work? Definitely with law enforcement. Um, so we always say, if, if we don't go in the front in the front door, we don't go in at all. Mm-hmm. So we're always working with law enforcement. Um, they're they're actually the ones that that lead it a lot of the time and. And so that's, yeah, all the time, always with law enforcement, or we don't go in ever. Do you also work to try to change culturally? Because I know some of the places where you've done some rescues, one might argue that the justice systems there aren't necessarily pristine, to be kind. Mm -hmm. Um, Do do you also do work to help change the culture surrounding that particular issue? I mean, I know it's an, an amazing thing to rescue people, but if government is sort of tacitly, or the justice system isn't really doing anything to change? Yeah, yeah, so we... When we, uh, um, a good example of this is down in Colombia. Um, we had a case last year where, where we went in and, and saved 28 children. Um, and we always stay really close on, on the traffickers who are prosecuted, the cases. We're constantly going back and following mm-hmm. up. Um, and, and our ultimate goal is we know that, that OUR, we can't do this by ourselves. So our ultimate goal is to, one, spread awareness, two, provide tools to the government that, that are going to help them to continue doing these operations once OUR leaves. Mm-hmm. So in Colombia, we actually we provided, we provided their, their government with some tools and they're able to continue on cases, and they have since, since our big one last year. Um, so, so, yeah, that's definitely an issue that we run into, but um, we, we do stay really close on top of the prosecution and the cases, and, um, especially with children. Um, sure that before we even go in on an operation we know where the children are going to go right after and we vetted those those places and so we know where the kids are um and so that's just a way for us to really stay involved throughout the whole process okay um, we're going to take a little break right now though emily we're going to clean up the audio we're having a little bit of transmission difficulty but we can get that all fixed up we'll come right back with emily evans and uh from her charity right after this operation on the ground hang on 
back in the home stretch of It's Your Money and Your Life. On the line, we have Emily Evans, the director and co-founder, I guess, of our, uh, what is it, Richard? Uh, Operation Underground? Operation Underground, Underground Railroad. Railroad. And in-studio tournament director for Carlsbad Classic. And uh, there you have it. You are the co-founder or founder of this one, right, Emily? Oh, I can't take that. I can't, uh-huh. I can't take that title. Oh, that's Tim? Um, I actually... I, uh, I, I'm the director of, of events and donor relations. Okay. And how'd you get involved or what, what, what piqued your interest? Yeah, so I, my background, um, actually, I, I worked for Red Bull for a long time and, and didn't really, I, I, my brother actually was way involved in this. And um, something that I think we find a lot is that I, I kind of just didn't really want to know what was going on. So it was kind of something like, oh, yeah, you do that. That's great don't really want want to know what's happening out there um then i started uh last year i did an event for them in la um just to raise of their first fundraising event and after that i was sold and just jumped on the cause and and left my job at red bull about um six months ago and and just been have been doing this now well it's one of those one of those uh difficult areas to work in uh, you know it's so distasteful to think that this stuff is going on but it's it's uh what's the prevalence out there do you have any statistics for us yeah so so two million children is is what is estimated um and that's in the world uh to bring it in a little closer um about eight thousand children are are trafficked into the u.s every year hmm. um some of them here through san diego Exactly. San Diego is a huge hub. Um, a lot of our operatives actually uh, worked on the border for a long time uh, dealing with trafficking down there. Um, so so any, any, big metro, like any big city, it's happening. And so I think that's something that here in the U.S., you know, we, we've run into that a lot. People see, see what we do and they say, oh, that doesn't happen in my neighborhood or, or oh, that, yeah, that, you guys do that in South America. But um, it really is everywhere, and, and it's really in the United States here as well. Um, I mean, there's more there's more slaves now than there were during the transatlantic. Yeah, it's. I was reading the numbers. Have they busted up any big rings or uh, any any success stories that you can tell us about? Or? Yeah, yeah. So, um, um, like I said, there was a. We, we our most recent one was um, in Washington State just mm-hmm. this last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to Google, it's called Operation Net Nanny, is what they called it. Um, and so it was it was Operation Underground Railroad. We partnered with a lot of other great organizations, and um, I think there was about nine arrests over the weekend. And it's still it's still ongoing, but that's the number right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was traffickers who were luring children in for for um, in exchange for cash and video games. They they offered these things um, in exchange for sex. So. Um, they took it down, and, and that was the most recent success. What's the organization's website? Uh, it's ourrescue.org. So O-U-R, ourrescue.org. Got it, yeah. ourrescue.org. Are you doing any education or outreach to families and schools and, and, and getting people more aware of this and reporting it or more vigilance? Um, I mean, I hate to get everybody paranoid, but, uh, you know, if there is, I mean, you hear stories on the news all the time. There's somebody lurking near a school, and they try to get a kid into a van. It just happened uh, here about a, a week or two ago, right, Richard? There's some what happened not that long ago in Solana Beach? No, a kid on a skateboard. rather well-known family yeah yeah um, but i mean so. a kid on a kid on a skateboard tried to get uh, somebody trying to learn i don't even know if they caught the guy but uh so are you doing anything in that regard yeah we're always trying we're always trying there um we're as an organization our first our first priority is action and so going in and, and saving the kids 
but surrounding all that is is just the pure awareness of it. So um, we we partner with great organizations who who are the are the professionals on that side, mm-hmm. um, and we you know we are right now we we are trying to you know get the word out. Like I said, that it's something that people turn away from. And so things like, you know, teaming up with the Carlsbad Classic just to, to spread awareness and just say, hey, this is what's going on. Like, you need to know, you know, even, even you don't need to donate to us if you don't have the, the means to, but, but just know what's going on so you mm-hmm. can protect yourself and your family. Yeah, no, no, Emily, in addition to the fundraiser that's going to be that Saturday night um, in, in late November, I, I believe your organization has a big um, event going on in Dana Point on October 3rd. Am I correct? We do, yeah. So that is, um, it's our annual gala fundraiser, and um, you, all the information is on our website. So it should be a great night. Our, our CEO and founder, Tim Ballard, will be there speaking. Um, we have Norma Bastiatis, who is, she holds the, the world record for the longest triathlon. She's a, she's a survivor, of a trafficking survivor, mm-hmm. so she'll, she's going to be coming in to speak. Some awesome prizes. Um, it should be a really fun night. So all are welcome to come. We, um, you can buy a table online, and um, we're just trying to get the word out. Where's right it going to be held at? What location? Uh, it's at the the Laguna Cliffs Marriott oh, okay. in Dana Point. Dana Point. Yep. Outstanding. Um, tell us a bit more about your founding, though. Tim was with uh, was a SEAL or in the government or something, and then he decided uh, that you know he wanted to, when he got out of there, he saw all what was going on. And I don't, what, what country was he in when he saw this? Yeah, so he he was actually working in the United States. Um, started with the CIA, mm-hmm. and then went to Homeland Security, where he actually led the child. Uh, he he formed a child crimes unit with with within Homeland Security. Hmm. So this is what he was doing throughout his whole career. Um, a lot of stuff was behind the, the computer, um, in the chat rooms, um, going undercover, and so that that was that's been his whole focus, his career. Um, and then, you know, 12 years down, um, just time after time of being told, no, you can't go. Um, you know, he would work overseas, and and he'd see, he'd know that children were being trafficked, but he just wouldn't be able to. There weren't there weren't the funds, and he wasn't allowed to go in and take his team in and, and save the kids. So. Um, so that's when he kind of took the the leap of faith and, and formed this organization, um, and it's it's worked. Well, when they save the kids, do they get them in the foster care, or they um, how do they help them once they once they get them out of the bad situation? Definitely. So um, the first, obviously, number one would be to put them back with their family. Um, unfortunately, a lot of the times it's the family that you know, has put them in this situation. Um, in a lot of the third world countries. Um, so, so we before we go in, we know where the children are going to go. It's a vetted um, organization where we can provide the proper tools, the education, uh, teach them the skills that they need to, you know, the prop and give them proper healing to continue on mm-hmm. and um, and have a good life. So, yeah, we we always pair up with the best rehab programs. We we don't claim to be the experts there at all, but there are some amazing organizations out there that we've teamed up with. Well, we, who, um, yeah, we, ju- we just had a, a guest a few weeks ago for, uh, from Operation Babylift uh, from Vietnam, where a lot of uh, they, they got a lot of the orphans out of there. So maybe, what do you think if they should have a uh, conversation? What do you think, Richard? With um, yeah, we'll we'll they, introduce yeah. them. Yeah, absolutely, we will. Because, That'd be great. Yeah, because um, I think uh, it's not exactly the same situation, but uh, the the way they helped. Uh, get kids into foster care and whatever although it's difficult when they're in another country you know if they it's it's just a real problem um but trafficking i mean so what what uh 
people kidnap kids and then put them into the sex slave trade and and uh, well, again, Joe, you mentioned a lot of families actually sell their own children in other cultures. Yeah, that's um, yeah, it's horrible. It's horrible. We, um, one of our recent cases down in South America, um, they had a beauty queen. It was it was the beauty queen of Cartagena, and she was she was luring the kids in, just um, you know, going up to going up to the families and saying, "Hey, your daughter, you know, your daughter's so." So beautiful why don't we take her away and, and we're going to take her to this modeling camp and we'll send you a check every year she's going to be famous so so that goes on a lot too the the luring and tricking of the families um so there there's all kinds of ways that they get them in god just uh, but poverty poverty is obviously a huge contributing factor right yeah, yeah. definitely, is, definitely. It, it, and is it mostly girls more, more than boys or it's actually there surprisingly there's there's a good mix um you, uh, there are more girls than boys, but but we have rescued many boys as well. God, it's just it's just such a tough subject here. I, you know, I, it just in 60 minutes or somebody really needs to do more on this because it just uh, doesn't get talked about enough, Richard. The computer's probably changed a lot for the better and for the worse. Um, but I would think, uh, you know, we really catch these people. Anyway, we've got to wrap it up here, though, Emily. Emily, really appreciate it. Thanks for being our guest. Ben, you too. Again, cldclassic.com, also ourrescue.com. O-R-G. There you go. Richard, yes. great, yes, thanks, uh, Richard, great seeing you this week. And Justin Hart, our board operator, thanks for making us sound terrific. Thanks to Craig Blanky, our account executive, and to Dave Sniff, our programming genius here at KFMB. Thanks for all your help and support. Next week is Dick Gutman, the, the famous Hollywood press agent. I got a week ahead of myself. So all these podcasts are on iWinMoney.com, commercial-free. Thank you. Have a good week. See you next time.